0: Welcome to another episode of the Lovers and Things podcast,
1: where your favorite couple's favorite couple
0: talks, talks about, about the, the things they love. love. Happy day. You're listening to this. <laughs> I always want to say <laughs> happy say, Tuesday because we are supposed to go live on Tuesday. You know the
1: first thing <laughs> I came out of mind: Easter. What? I thought you were about to say happy Easter. No. My mind was like, whoa, I'm in spring now.
0: Yeah, I had no idea where that came from. <laughs> um, but welcome to another episode. My name is Lex.
1: And I'm Greg.
0: Yeah. You guys are listening to us for another week of all sorts of fun things. Mm-hmm. I hope you guys are having a fantastic day and that you're listening to us in a good mood, good vibes.
1: Yeah. Good mood, good vibes. Speaking of good mood, good mood and good vibes. Yeah. How was your day? <laughs>
0: it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> My day was fine. Um, some of you might know, but I am. I started a new job a couple of weeks ago, I guess a week ago, a week and some change ago. Mm-hmm. And part of that um, is I'm in the office two days a week, Ooh. which I know, <laughs> two mm. days a week. This is your
1: second week of doing that.
0: Second week of doing that. And mama is tired, um, number one. But uh, the vibes are good. I love the space, I love the people. It's mm-hmm. all very exciting um but yeah i'm all right
1: in-city commuting is no joke
0: it is you used
1: to to look at me and be like want to go for a run when i get home i want to go for a walk or want to go to the gym and i'm like crawling into the house (laughs) with my like war torn and battered from uh commuting and uh and you can see why i just want to zonk out for like an hour or two to just recover.
0: Greg forgets that at one point I was commuting regularly in the office as he was. And during that time of my life, I still went to Zumba on that, Tuesdays, uh, Wednesdays and Fridays.
1: BC or <laughs> AC? Before BC, Corona or after Corona?
0: BC. That
1: was before Corona.
0: Yeah, when think, when people were going to work every day.
1: Can you can you believe that? Every <laughs> single day, five days that yeah. is torture.
0: We went to work five days a week, y'all. For those of you who <laughs> still while, do, people, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> people listening
1: is like, really? <laughs> y'all you know,
0: complaining about nothing. Yeah, first world problems, y'all. Yeah,
1: we're we're children on the inside. We can't handle real life uh, <laughs> situations.
0: Um, but I am doing okay. All that to say that I am doing well. How about you?
1: been good. I've been good. Um, last week, there was that uh, nationwide alarm test on the phones. Oh, yeah. That happened. Mm-hmm. It happened to everyone at like 2 o'clock or something. So
0: somewhere on thereabouts. On October
1: 4th. hmm And uh, <laughs> I'm like, this is the one time that the government has everything together and on time <laughs> and on point, huh? I was like, of all the things that we need... Mm-hmm. They are able to figure that out. Annoying our phones in the middle of the day.
0: That's actually very, very wild. It came out of nowhere. And I don't think you're supposed to know when those alerts come. But I would have liked a warning. (laughs)
1: Oh, they did give a warning, though.
0: (laughs) They did? At least I saw it on Instagram. Instagram? You That's to where they what they're warning from the, at. Child? They could
1: barely mail a letter.
0: I don't know. Actually, they're, they're really a...
1: good at that. They're good at <laughs> mailing letters. They're not good at like emails and <laughs> websites and things like that. They
0: got my phone number. They could have texted it.
1: Yeah, and I was thinking, you know, like of all the things they could can gather, muster mm-hmm. up. The team and organize. Yeah, this is what they was. I was like, why aren't they putting this much energy in like student loan forgiveness?
0: Oh, child, there's no benefit in some paying off the debt of the poors of the country. <laughs> they don't care about us. What do you mean?
1: Okay. What else? Like, I mean, they could at least fix some other things, right? They
0: could. There's plenty of stuff that they could fix. Um, they could expeditiously fix the potholes that are everywhere in New Jersey.
1: You see, <laughs> the potholes
0: everywhere in New Jersey.
1: Right, because our, our steering wheel on our car is, like, weeble wobbling yeah. from, like, living up here.
0: And no shade that didn't happen in Florida. That's did all I'm saying. That's all I'm going to mm-hmm. say. The
1: bulk majority <laughs> of the miles accumulated in Florida <laughs> yeah. did not have any uh, steering issues.
0: No steering issues. The potholes holes up here are, like, Out of control. Out of control. control. You
1: have to keep your, your head on a swivel. It's And your steering wheel on a swivel. Oh, my
0: gosh. Did we tell the story of the one time that I was picking Greg up from the airport, and there was a pothole in the highway, and I was picking Greg up with my nephew dog, right? So, it was me and nephew dog, our little 10-pounder, going to pick up Greg from the airport. I hit a pothole that I was really trying to avoid, like trying my best, and the car gets a flat in the middle of the highway because of a pothole. Yeah. The oh, insanity. Man, poor
1: poor you dealing with all this chaos.
0: Oh, my gosh. It was terrible. Yeah. And because it was on, like, a paid highway, like, That's normal so weird, right? people on couldn't come road. get me. Yeah, on a toll road. So people couldn't come get me. Like, I had to call the people. The highway people. patrol had or to whatever. I call the highway people for them to come and get me. Because only the highway
1: people services that. Yeah, area. only but the highway They can't service the roads.
0: They can't. Ugh, listen, mm. tired, tired. They'll what send else? you a text, though. They'll send
1: you an <laughs> <It's a> alarm. <laughs> They'll send you an alarm <laughs> like to like your a, phone. middle of the day alarm. That's you know crazy. what else? They should just, you know, while they're working on all these things, they're feeling proactive and yep. sending texts.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Why don't they go ahead and end daylight savings time?
0: <gasps> That's a good Why one. are we doing this? This I is the most archaic thing
1: that we do and it doesn't even make any sense
0: i thought it was supposed to be done with already though like i could have sworn that every year there's a rumor that this is the last year they're not going to do right. it again it's been like that for like five see, years
1: see joe byron needs to get something <laughs> <laughs> done to his uh four years because he didn't uh, get the student loans across he, he tried to get- though did he? He
0: did, Come on. You know how legislation works. He doesn't just sign a bill and all of a sudden. People have to agree.
1: I think he got them votes from us and hit us no, with the site. No,
0: no, no, no. I think he genuinely would have liked to have some sort of crowning achievement for his presidency, and that would have been it. There's
1: time left. Daylight savings. Yeah. Get rid of it.
0: <laughs> I'd rather Get rid of it. loans be forgiven. Yeah. Forget daylight savings.
1: <laughs> and you know, it's funny. Um, as a result of that emergency text, there was a uh, news about police uh, prisoners in pr- in prison because that's where prisoners are
0: that's where getting they'd be caught at.
1: <laughs> with cell phones. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so in the middle of the day on the on the uh, yard mm-hmm. is I think that's what they call it, where they're like having oh, is it the uh, yard? daylight time Ooh, or outside time? Look at you with the insider the lingo. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they phones start blowing up in the middle of the day and the uh, the correctional officers spot them and got their cell phone. They hid and confiscated their cell phones. Oh,
0: man. Terrible. I I hate to see it for you guys.
1: It's rough. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And so on this topic. Yeah. I had actually sent you something on Instagram that I thought was interesting. This one lady. And it was on the shade room, of course, because the shade room carries everything <laughs> naturally. Um, but this one post went viral, and it was the lady who was sharing like her stipulations for pregnancy. Mm. And a lot of them were around postpartum care. And it made me think that's what the government could be doing. The government could be making universal postpartum care for all the mothers that y'all want to have so badly. right? (laughs) For all these mamas y'all want so badly. Um, Maybe standardizing some postpartum care. Because as I've been thinking about like that next stage in my life and Mm -hmm. eventually becoming a mother, I too have been deep diving into the things that I would like to have in place. Yes. And one of those are like really great postpartum care. I'd like a doula, a night nurse. There's this okay. one place in New York I found called um Borum. It's like a postpartum um stay place for for moms.
1: That's what the, dou- the doula is at?
0: No. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like okay. a well you I think you actually hire a doula to be with you throughout your pregnancy, but Borum is a place where women can go after they have their babies to learn about how to take care of the babies. But the care is also really focused on the mom and her recovery and also whoever their partner may be. This Um, is only
1: aftercare, Borum? Or yeah. is it like, I mean, after birth, is that the word? Mm-hmm. Postpartum. Postpartum?
0: Mm-hmm. Postpartum is after the birth.
1: So then you, you go there mm-hmm. after you have the baby. Yeah. And then there are pl- nurses and mm-hmm. professionals and mm-hmm. healthcare people. Yes. That kind of like just like ease you through the recovery process.
0: Yes. But the thing about That's it is you thing. have to pay for that, <laughs> right? Yeah. Right, yeah. So it would be nice if that was just an experience that all mothers could have. Mm. Um, I know of other countries and um, one of my my friends who, listens to the podcast is actually a doula and by Mm -hmm. way of her work i I know a little bit of this kind of stuff um but in other countries it's standardized for moms to have postpartum care in fact the minute the government knows you're pregnant they send the stuff to your house they're making sure that you're upskilled on how to take care of a baby they want to make sure you have the things in your home to keep the baby alive (laughs) like they're so invested in their youth and their children meanwhile Some women don't even get six weeks off before they have to go back to work. So, yeah, the government could be doing that. You and your baby, good luck.
1: Yeah, there's definitely so much more that could be done in that area because it's literally the. The foundation of America, like the yeah, children, the, the babies. Children and, and if listen, the babies ain't getting taken care of. The mothers ain't being taken care of.
0: Then what's happening how here? How we expect
1: these people to transition into motherhood?
0: Listen, we in a spiral. healthy
1: and comfortable way.
0: Mm-hmm. It's sad. So that's what y'all could be doing with your little tax, little tax money we give mm-hmm. you. Trying to figure out how to take care of these women and these children. Yeah. it's crazy. And
1: like, uh, so walk me through some of these. So you, it seems like yes. you're aligned with these these stipulations, I but am. you said you have. Some stipulations about how you want things after you have the baby?
0: I think so. I think aftercare. Okay, after walk me care, through this because
1: this obviously impacts me. Yes, so very much.
0: Aftercare was important to me because I feel like, in hearing other women's journeys, um, that's where the mother kind of gets lost in it. Mm. The focus is so much on the baby that, like, the mom and her little physical, mental, and emotional recovery, no one's paying attention to. Yeah. Um, so, this list, let me read you the things that she said um, No ring, no baby. Which I mean, check. I got that. Got that. Um, So I didn't, wasn't really hanging up (laughs) on that one. Good start. Um, From the moment I'm aware of my conception, I will no longer be working until the child is in JK, four years old. I'm assuming JK is junior kindergarten. Do not roast me if that's not correct. I thought
1: it was preschool, pre K or preschool. (laughs) Is it pre K? No, there's preschool, Um, pre K, K. mm -hmm. Then we go one through 12. All right. I got that button down.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what JK is, but I'm assuming that's what pre-K is. Okay.
1: So she's saying, so walk me through that again. She's that like,
0: point. she's not working until the baby is in some sort of schooling. She's that's like the assumption. Fending
1: for themselves. Yeah. She's in, like, out I'm Out in not, the world. Okay. Yeah,
0: she's not yeah. clocking into a nine to five. She's got a child to raise. Okay. Um, She wants a push present, which. Well, who doesn't? Yeah. Yeah. Are you writing that down?
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean, I knew about that push present. We talked about that a while ago. He was like, "There's something. Something's got to yeah, surround so gotta this give. baby for mama."
0: Yeah, all this, Ooh. all this baby cooking deserves a reward. <laughs> um, and Gold then medal. Yeah, at least. Um, next would be a doula and a night nurse, which is what we discussed. Uh-huh. Like, I would like those things as well. Definitely the postpartum care, uh, therapy sessions booked six months out postpartum. Yeah, mm. I've heard emotional, about this. The, the hormonal the mental... things.
1: That's very important. Mm-hmm.
0: Check on your mommy friends. Yeah, Check on your mommy what, friends. That is
1: such a huge change uh, I from my perspective on women. Mm-hmm. Um, the So much change is happening because you've brought life to the world. Mm-hmm. Um, spent nine months holding a child. And then now you're a mother. Mm-hmm. Especially if it's like your first time. I'm imagining that's like a very pivotal change. And now you're dealing with, now this baby is kind of on its own. And every day it's becoming incrementally more and more independent of you.
0: (laughs) You love that. Greg really does think that when you have a kid, eventually the kid don't need you no more. And uh that happens at like age three. (laughs) Greg is convinced that (laughs) at one point the baby no longer needs us. I'm like, what are you saying?
1: (laughs) But, you know, the little things, they start to, oh, no longer breastfeeding. And it changes to now the kid wants to do their own feed themselves mm-hmm. and, it, and it's change a kid wants to spend more time playing and that with mommy being playing cuddle time. So I would imagine that has some toll on the person that, that has gotten used to having that closeness and it's slowly like becoming more and more the child become more and more independent. So I could see how like the ther- the mental health therapy mm-hmm. thereafter could help with that transition and getting people acclimated to these types of changes. Because the baby changes almost every week, every day.
0: Yeah, and I think um, from what I understand, and again, I have not had the chance to give birth and become a mother yet. But from what I've read, it's also just like the the um, the mental, emotional shift that happens. Your body is changed, right? Mm-hmm. It's oh, not right, the yeah. body you used to have. Um, postpartum, the hormonal fluctuations sometimes come with postpartum hair loss. And, you know, the um, your hormones are all over the place. Because, right. you know, your body was you know, putting certain hormones into place to make this baby happen. Now that the baby's gone, those hormones drop. Some women experience postpartum depression because of it. So there are so many things, so many yeah. things that are happening um that I don't think people account for um in a woman's postpartum journey. And I just feel like those things should be taken care of and absolutely on this list of stipulations for pregnancy. Um there's two yeah, more that's though. Real. What else what else is on there? Um she said surgery pre-booked if needed. <laughs> DR. Breast lift, tummy tuck, etc. Yeah, get that et flight to DR. She said she wanted to be snatched back up and she said a baby moon and I agree with that. Baby I feel moon. like a baby is moon like is a, cute. What is that? That's like a honeymoon after you get married, you have your little honeymoon uh-huh. before the baby comes. It's like the last moment for the um the but parents like a little to have quick together trip.
1: solo like yeah. not solo but like couple trip
0: yeah like your last moment as a couple before the the trio becomes a thing
1: that sounds sweet i
0: think it's cute so i agree with um all of these and mm-hmm. hence i sent it to you directly
1: uh yeah duly noted <laughs> i
0: think duly all of them
1: noted to uh, the list <laughs> along with the diapers and endless formula
0: yeah exactly so yeah i i asked very little of my government at this point um, but I do feel like that there postpartum care. Come on, do something for the women. Like we do so much.
1: It's rough out here. Listen, it's rough out. You really are on your own mm-hmm. in this quote unquote United States. It's like crazy. for United States, you are very independent. Out here.
0: It's interesting. And for my mommy friends, those of you who have had children recently, or you know your children are full grown, what sort of resources were available? I'd love to hear the differing opinions. Like what resources were available to Um, You newer moms, um, what research resources were available for you moms who are a little more seasoned and maybe have your own grandchildren and things like that at this point? I'd love to know um, because I just feel like it's just such an interesting conversation. No one wants to talk about this Mm. kind of stuff, but you can talk to me about it. I'll take all the info. (laughs) Yeah, especially
1: considering how we're like gearing up for that. Yeah, that's like a a near future for us. Yeah, that's the plan. We'd love to be blessed in that way. We want to be like God
0: willing. God willing um but yeah that's all i got in terms of what the government can do
1: yeah they can do better they can do better so banking on that daylight savings and we'll get you some pregnant some baby making aid yeah Um, some
0: baby making aid
1: we'll get this this all sorted
0: (laughs) that's hilarious
1: (laughs) um so i noticed on Uh the internet there was some news there was a lot of buzz around this oh Uh, uh, miriam webster made an update
0: Oh boy, this feels, like a, this feels like a news with Greg segment. Maybe. News with Greg. Let's make news it news with Greg. Let's make it a
1: segment. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> so Merriam Webster, you know, because the culture has shifted, babe. Like okay. the world has shifted. And we are the youth is out here youthing. Mm-hmm. And with that youth comes new language and new terms. That's true. So I wanted to run a few words that I thought were interesting to get your thoughts on the definition and would you or would you not use them? Okay. Um so number one. Mm-hmm. Riz,
0: Ch- I'm not using Riz. Do you know
1: the definition of yeah, Riz? Yeah,
0: it's like you know, Riz is like short for charisma. It's like your your sauce, yeah, your yeah, swag. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah, how you pull them.
0: Yeah, how, yes, how you pull them. Um,
1: your romantic appeal.
0: Yeah. Oh, is that is that the definition?
1: That's the definition according to according to <laughs> Madame Miriam, <laughs> aka Mrs. Webster. Your
0: charm. Um,
1: yeah, I think I think I had a lot of riz when I first met you okay. many moons ago.
0: Not many moons ago, chill. I laid it on okay. thick on you. Yeah, you did lay it on thick. I guess your riz was rizzing. Um
1: Yeah, I had the yeah. I, had, I had the gab. <laughs> I had I had the I had the
0: talk. That's true. Yeah. You're actually really good at that. You're really good at like starting a conversation.
1: I'm gonna tell you one thing. You got the best riz out of me. That was <laughs> <laughs> Ain't no more of that that is gone. I don't have gone. the energy, like the the I remember like those times when I was laying the riz on you. Yeah. I was like, I was on it. I yeah, was you were. on you heavy.
0: Yeah you were. I,
1: <laughs> that's it. Ain't no more of that. Like, that's all you can do. It just do. required so much focus, yeah. And so much mental like
0: intentionality. stamina,
1: intentionality. <laughs> I had to, had to have stuff to talk to you about.
0: You and you always did. You always I had to, have, had something I had to, to talk like, to
1: talk to you about stuff, make you interested in me.
0: Yeah, that's the <laughs> look. Look, I, honestly, did I get scared? Now you
1: just get. Now you just get like.
0: <laughs> did you <scare> <laughs> me? <laughs> memes
1: sent to you all day. For-
0: I enjoy our memes, though.
1: Okay, so Riz, are you using that word? I'm not
0: not using Riz because I'm an adult. Okay, Um, (laughs) No, but I know what it is and I I get it.
1: So, uh, zhuzh is another word they recently added. Ah, zhuzh. I feel like I've heard you say this word. I say
0: zhuzh from time to time to enhance, um, Mm -hmm. to make better, Mm. uh, you know. that's that's a word. That's my definition of zhuzh. So you like it? Yeah, I use zhuzh from time you to time. Did, yeah,
1: you defined it. You know, basically like okay. a small improvement, a, an adjustment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I knew that's a word for you. I knew you liked that word. Yeah,
0: I zhuzh from time to time.
1: All right, simp.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what it is, though, for simp? I don't know what simp, where the the root of simp is, like what it literally Simpleton, means.
1: Simpleton, maybe. But I know what Basic. it
0: implies. yeah. It implies some I've always used the term simp in terms of like a man who's just like weak and got much going on. This is not a
1: new word, is it? No, simp has this
0: been around. Been I has been around like, like for a while.
1: Years, for yeah.
0: years. Um, but it's always used in the context of it's always used in a negative context, in my opinion, mm. when it refers to a man. Who was like pandering to uh, women. Like a
1: little thirsty.
0: Thirsty. Yeah. Like, that's a like good way to put saying it. Saying
1: stuff that's not really tr- probably genuine to themselves. Yeah. So Come off appealing. Yeah. Like a
0: little a little people pleasing, a little yeah. like butt kissing a little bit. Yeah. In particular to women, to appease women. Right. Mm-hmm. Is that what it says? Uh, basically. Yeah. Oh, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, to
1: show excessive devotion to or longing for someone or something.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, when you define it like that, it doesn't sound like a bad thing. But if anyone calls you a simp, trust it's, it's a bad good. thing. It's not good.
1: Not good. <laughs> That's
0: not a good thing.
1: Okay. Bussin.
0: Bussin. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's great. It's good. It's fantastic. I love that it's, one. That's a good great. one. That's a fun word. I say bussin from time to time. Bussin. I do. Mm. I do.
1: So, you know, there's the obvious culprits here, like mid.
0: Mid. About yeah. mid. -hmm. They put a
1: they put an acronym on here too, not an acronym, an initialism. Okay. Because apparently, acronym is when the letters that you're saying Mm -hmm. basically is the word, like FOMO. Mm -hmm. FOMO is an acronym. Yes. But an initialism Mm -hmm. is in like NGL. Not gonna lie, like when you write in text NGL. Yeah. That is an initial. Did you know about this initialism versus acronym? I did
0: not. I learned something today. Yeah. There you go. Wow. So is NGL in there?
1: NGL is in there. (laughs) (laughs) I say all that to say NGL. Well, in this case, they call it an abbreviation.
0: Where does an abbreviation sit
1: with an initialism or an acronym?
0: I don't think NGL counts as an abbreviation because... I think an abbreviation is literally when you abbreviate the word. Mm, like
1: like gone, uh, G-O-N, instead of going. Yeah, or, gone, or, or like, you
0: know, sometimes. We, yeah, like I think that's an abbreviation. Mm,
1: Miriam Webster.
0: Mm, mm, I don't know. Be a better review. Alexis says you're wrong.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Alexis
0: says you're wrong. All
1: right, I'm going to find another one because there was a, more terms in here that were recently added.
0: That's so that fun. That I
1: felt like you knew about. Let me it up here. Sure, take your time. This is me um doo delaying. Doo doo this is what I do when I'm delaying to look doo doo. for words. So um this is a fun one. Thirst uh-huh. trap.
0: Thirst trap. It's oh, been yeah. it added to the
1: dictionary. Can you believe that?
0: Yeah, about time. <laughs> yeah. That one's long overdue. Yeah. yeah, long
1: overdue. It's part of the zeitgeist now. Mm-hmm. But we all know what that means, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, a photograph such as a selfie or mm-hmm. video shared for the purpose of attracting attention or desire. Have you ever put out a thirst
0: trap? I'd like to think I have not yeah. but that can't be true. You um, when you post, like when like, you post when you post stuff some, on uh... the internet, it's usually because you want some sort of recognition and or attention mm. um, for what you have posted. Um, but a thirst trap specifically in my mind is always for sexual attention, mm. sexualized attention. Yeah. Um, so in that case, or strong mm, desire, your strong, desire. yeah. <laughs> that's what
1: Miriam says.
0: Strong desire. That's classier. So no,
1: no, you haven't dropped a thirst trap. I don't
0: know. Let me look back on my Instagram, y'all. Have <laughs> I ever posted it. a thirst? Right, because not recently. Have, a, have
1: I posted a thirst trap? See, I don't be a showing my body like that. I don't like showing my body.
0: I don't think I, I intentionally show, post thirst trap, but that's because I can. I'm, you know, I'm borderline modest sometimes. Modest,
1: yeah, yeah. I think if Mm-mm. I pers- posted a thirst I'm trap, I, maybe if I'm like smiling. <laughs>
0: <laughs> are your teeth the you trap? You know, I'm
1: like if I give if my if I'm squinty eyes smiling in a in a photo, maybe oh, I'm thirst trapping. Wow, I'm you know, know, like a little little uh, smize situation, a
0: little smize.
1: Yeah, but let me know if you uh if you thirst trap.
0: I'm maybe. looking, and there's some <laughs> there's some photos that I can say are probably more like. Mm-hmm. Cutesy and whatever than others, but you ain't nobody ever seen my cheeks. Trap, ain't yeah. nobody ever seen full thigh, So I'm gonna say no. I
1: appreciate that because I think you, you not a, you've been secured. I've, I've secured you for so long. I don't need you out here thirst trapping. You,
0: I have been no. with you since the beginning of my Instagram account. In fact, you had Instagram before I did. Yeah. Um, so unfortunately, I don't have any thirst traps on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah,
1: but um, uh, thanks for going down that journey of the uh, the new words. There's so many more. Um, but I think those are the main ones I want to get your uh, your point of view on.
0: I love, and I have a story. You yeah, have a story. So fun fact: I remember when Bootylicious ended up in the dictionary because it was headline news <laughs> at the time. <laughs> yeah. So if you guys, thanks, know, Beyonce. Yeah, Destiny's Child came out with their song, <laughs> and my body told bootylicious <laughs> Like that song, and Bootylicious became part of the zeitgeist or whatever. Mm. And then I remember it was like USA Today top-of-the-letter news that Bootylicious, Bootylicious had made it into the dictionary. And I remember being like, oh, my gosh, my girls are changing the culture mm. because I was very much a Destiny's Child fan at the time.
1: I love that. You know, yeah. that's, that's part of cultural history that you were part of.
0: I was a part of that. You,
1: know, you were involved in that cultural <laughs> uh, mo- movement.
0: Oh, my gosh. And I used Bootylicious, to put Bootylicious so much. Bootylicious on the map. Yeah. Try me. I may throw it into my... My vernacular huh. now.
1: That's one word, right?
0: Mm-hmm. One, <laughs> so one of course, word. <laughs> what, of course. Could I? Uh, yeah. What else we got on the docket for today?
1: So um, I was, you know, doom scrolling, which is also a new word <gasps> on the the dictionary. They added that <sighs> doom scrolling.
0: No one doom scrolls like me. I'm convinced yeah. no one doom scrolls like me. I feel
1: like I've been one of your your fingers don't hurt.
0: Oh my gosh, guys! I I need to. This is you know transparency moment mm-hmm. i am a doom scroller when i have bad anxiety it, it or it, it, in anticipation of something it usually hits me in the middle of the night yeah and so i can't sleep and so what i end up doing is doom scrolling until like 3 a.m it's so bad up be with sleep. You. I just, i'm like you
1: know i can't <laughs> i just gotta go to sleep
0: it's something that i need to work on for sure if i'm nervous mm-hmm. about something and and am anticipating something, yeah, I will literally not be able to sleep in Doom Scroll until I my body shuts down.
1: Yeah, yeah. Woo. Yeah, it's a thing. It's Ooh. a real thing.
0: Terrible, terrible, terrible. Anybody else like that? I can't be alone.
1: <laughs> yeah, because I was doom scrolling. Um, I mean, I, I remember my phone will have marks on the screen from where my thumb was swiping.
0: Okay, now that's like a <laughs> <laughs> it's like I mean, they say they put
1: gorilla glass on his iPhone. I'm like, this this gorilla ain't holding up. <laughs> <laughs>
0: this gorilla ain't glowing.
1: Um, But, yeah, I was online, and I stumbled upon this video mm-hmm. that the Shade Room posted. <laughs> shade room. We cannot just I told, just you, be I told re... you the day I followed Shade Room, they've taken over my feed.
0: I know. We can't keep doing this. We can't just have the Shade Room feeding us our news. I'm just we have saying, to go so to a reputable source. <laughs> I've,
1: I cited Miriam, Madam Miriam... Herself, Miriam Webster. That's that's the OG source.
0: I'll let let that one go. Fine.
1: Next thing I know, what was the other thing they had? They had dictionaries and they had. uh,
0: The sources? uh, Encyclopedias.
1: Encyclopedias. Yo,
0: who's old enough to remember having an encyclopedia set in your house?
1: I loved encyclopedias.
0: So did I. You loved them too. Yes. Look at us. We were aligned. We're aligned. I loved the idea of being able to, like, think of a topic or something and then, like, going to the one, like, and then finding it in the book.
1: And reading about in this. Oh my gosh. Yeah.
0: Honestly, the internet before there was the internet.
1: We should get a Encyclopedia collection. We might house. as
0: well for the vibes. Might as well. Our kids will never use it, but it's for the Put vibes. somewhere now. <laughs> <laughs> They'll never use
1: yeah, it. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to get back to my point, but I'm still on encyclopedias. So go for it. That's why I, I get on um, rabbit holes on Wikipedia. <gasps> because of the clickable links, I just go deeper you and deeper on stuff. You keep deep diving. And, I, and as the, here's the thing that happens. I only get the first quarter of the history because <laughs> I already <laughs> clicked through the next level. Like, it could be like... Um, you know the you know america like a sugar factory in america Mm -hmm. right that i found and then before i dig deep it talks about oh it was from there was a connection to the civil war Mm -hmm. and by the time i i I would just click into the civil war now Mm -hmm. i'm in civil war (laughs) 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 they'll they'll name a general then i click Mm -hmm. that general and that general's from spain oh well now you're in spain Spain, but i got nothing on everything Mm. i just got the first paragraph of everything therefore i'm like a little bit knowledgeable about everything.
0: You'd be great at Jeopardy. I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> but go on, yes. But um, tell
1: us. I want to play this clip for you.
0: Okay. Um,
1: it's a. Uh, I'm gonna set the scene. Kanye is uh getting a pedicure. This is
0: about Kanye. Yes,
1: he's getting a pedicure.
0: Oh.
1: Uh, hear me out on this one, because uh, <laughs> there's a lot of insight to draw from this situation.
0: I will let it go. Okay,
1: so I'm gonna play it now. Can you hear it?
0: Um give me one second new technology guys i'm listening to something live on the show with you we are here. Ah, whoa. <laughs> 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 no and
1: i'm not gonna do the rest of it i
0: gotta on, i'm not gonna do it no it's just the oh no it's my toes it's my toes Sorry? It's my toes. <laughs> it's my toes. <laughs> I'm not
1: going to do it. That right? No, I not it so. Wrap it up. I'm not going to do it. Um, oh. Okay. And with your hands? Nope. <clears throat> Thank you very much. All right. So, um. Okay. <laughs> so he's getting a pedicure.
0: Play by play, yes, please. Apparently, like, a
1: mistake happens.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And he says, you know, he ends it and he goes, it's my toes. Yeah when she's like offering, oh, you know, I could continue it. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to bring this up because I submit that that was a textbook perfect example Mm -hmm. of setting a physical boundary. Okay. And I wanted to talk about boundaries a bit with you.
0: Let's do it.
1: You know, I think as we live this life and we come across so many different situations Mm and we have so many relationships that we have to manage, um, at time, those relationships can, like, take away from us in some ways in the sense of our peace mm-hmm. and our, our comfort um, in many different ways. Mm-hmm. In a way to manage relationships, we have to, the, the, one of the hardest part of managing relationships is managing boundaries mm-hmm. with relationships. Mm-hmm. And um, this, this reminded me of a book that I was reading or I found and I've started reading called mm-hmm. uh, Set Boundaries. Find Peace. Okay. A Guide to Reclaiming Yourself by Nedra Glover Tawab. And this book just kind of goes through um, things about like identifying your values, your priorities, defining your limits, and um, learning to say no. Mm -hmm. And, you know, basically all the aspects of managing boundaries. You know, it talks through like the types of boundaries that you can manage. Uh, there are six types, one of which is physical boundaries, emotional boundaries, time, sexual, intellectual, and material boundaries. Mm-hmm. And um, this one re- struck me as like a good example of managing, you know, a, what they call a micro boundary. Mm-hmm. Like what, you know, what Kanye was kind of pointing out or or establishing a boundary on is like a kind of a small thing. It's a pedicure. It's nothing like really deep. But it was a it was like a good way of, you know, managing his boundary in that in that regard. Sure. When he felt like he was uncomfortable with something.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, you know, when I was reading the book, it pointed out like four things, four ways to unsuccessfully manage a boundary. hmm uh, one of which is managing our boundaries passively mm-hmm. or going the whole complete opposite and going aggressive with managing your boundaries. There's also uh, an ineffective way, which is passive-aggressive, kind of like where you kind of go from the side and like kind of sneak talk about something, Mm -hmm. and but try to play it off like it's not, it wasn't aggressive, Mm -hmm. and then there's manipulation, and these are all what they the book lists as unsuccessful ways to communicate a boundary.
0: Okay, interesting.
1: And um, the book points out like assertiveness being the key, the way to like manage boundaries openly without attacking others
0: interesting okay
1: and when i was reading it i was like you know i was running through the the clip of him like i was like you know everything when it came down to pointing out that you know what happened hurts Mm -hmm. um what um you know saying no and drawing the line of he does not want to continue yeah and then you know doing it basically assertively but also not without attacking the person Mm -hmm. um so I kind of want to just talk through that boundary with, like, managing boundaries with you. And if you sure. ever, ever been in a situation where you have found yourself having to manage a boundary, you know, because I know that can be difficult at times. Like, how did you deal with it? You know, what would you do differently? You know, like, how would you manage a physical boundary, like something similar to that?
0: Mm, a physical have boundary. Have you come across
1: something similar?
0: Yeah, I don't know if I've come across physical physical um moments where I felt like boundaries were crossed um and I feel like that's largely because I'm the type of person who um avoids physical contact in general (laughs) if that makes sense like I'm not you know I'm not someone who particularly likes to be touched or to touch other people if that makes sense so like I'm I'm often the one who's you know not hugging and you know all that kind of stuff Um, unless I know you in which case you get all the love um, so I don't think so. I think I'm very aware of my physical boundaries because I'm mm-hmm. super sensitive to that. So physically, no. I think one of the places where I do need to be better with maintaining my boundaries is in terms of my um, my emotional cup, mm-hmm. you know, and in, in, in pouring into so many places that I don't feel full at the end of the day. Yeah. So emotional boundaries, being able to say no to things that I know I can't emotionally commit to or be uh, an active participant in 100%. Um, those are sort of things that I need to, to build. Um, so getting stronger with my no, I think, Mm. um, in protection of myself, I think is something that I could work on, but a physical boundary, no, like usually if something is not going well, I will make a mention of it. But to be fair, that has happened, has happened, has had to happen over time Right, as I've become more comfortable with myself.
1: Yeah. And I think you, have like you mentioned, like you've done extra things to kind of like manage the the physical encounters that you have like mm-hmm. for example like even when it comes to doing your hair yeah like you've essentially figured out how to style your hair on your mm-hmm. own and have gone to this great lengths because you know with your your hairstyle I'd imagine there's like very particular techniques to it mm, that that's true too is not common or standardized in some way so you mm-hmm. you've kind of had to, and you know I'm, I'm pretty sure you could speak more to that than I could but like I know that's like something you've had to journey through
0: yeah that's true um I didn't even think about that yeah I think my hair and my relationship with my hair is is one that I hold sacred and so yeah I think the over the last 12 15 years gosh even more 15 16 seventy, eighteen 18 years of my life um I have been the main carer of these locks the care um the caretaker of this, hey. these coils honey Um, And that is largely because, again, physical boundaries with me. I don't particularly like to have other people touching me. But also, I mean, I'm sure a lot of black women can probably relate to sitting in a chair um, and not feeling like you have the space to say when you feel like something is Mm. going wrong. Um, Especially if you have, you know, naturally curly hair that is thick and dense, similar to mine. Um, Oftentimes you are made to feel like it is um, an inconvenience for your stylist And so, you know, you kind of just take what you can get at that point, mm. and you end up with results that are either damaging or things that you don't like that you had to pay for. Um, so because I've had so many of those negative experiences, the boundary that I have created mm-hmm. is that I don't particularly like to be in those type of places. yeah, um, and so I learned to care for my hair myself. So that's more of a response to a boundary right um, that or I like created.
1: you've self-managed your boundary to find your own peace. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. By by, you know, basically uh, getting upskilled on managing your own hair, so you wouldn't have yeah. to rely on um, a hairstylist and whatever mm-hmm. like st- ways they do things, and that may not align with yours.
0: Yeah, and I think you know that is a larger conversation that I would love to have one day. I don't know if on this platform, but mm-hmm. definitely a conversation around the safety in salons for for women with curly hair. Naturally curly, coily, kinky, whatever hair. Um, and I think there it's gotten better. There are definitely places that embrace it now. But they, you never really know until you sit into somebody's oh, chair. Yeah. And so there's always the risk that while they say they're an expert in curly hair, do they understand the dynamics of your type of hair? Like it's just, it's a whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but Yeah. Absolutely a boundary yeah. that I, <laughs> I am very firm is, on that boundary. <laughs> have
1: you discussed this on your podcast, Nappy Glamour? Is that something that you've talked through?
0: On uh, I don't think so. For those of you who aren't aware, I had, have, it's still out there if you'd like to listen, a podcast called Nappy Glamour. Um, so that's what Greg is referring to. And the focus of that podcast was um, black culture, black people, and our black experiences through mm-hmm. the lens of traditional um Eurocentric beauty ideals and how we as a people co- come together as a collective and redefine what that is for ourselves. Um, but I don't know if I ever got the chance to go into that- into that
1: topic, On yeah.
0: that particular platform. And I may revive maybe, it though. Yeah, that
1: might be a good one to get into.
0: Maybe. Yeah, and- it-
1: and like I think a lot... oh, were you were gonna say something. You said maybe.
0: No, I was gonna say maybe in terms maybe, of bringing oh, maybe.
1: it back. Maybe that's it. That's it. <laughs> that was that's it. That's it. Maybe. Maybe. Okay. Period. Period.
0: <laughs> I received
1: that. Um, yeah, because a lot aside from like upskilling to manage boundaries, for example, um, some people have like discomfort with going to certain restaurants too much.
0: Yeah. So
1: they they'll just cook their own food more mm-hmm. and just like manage that themselves, at least that gives them peace. Mm-hmm. Um, I think another aspect is surrounding yourself with people mm. that, you know, that just respect you, treat you well. Mm-hmm. And you know, that, that got your back and are sensitive with you in the ways that you need. Mm-hmm. That's a, I would, I'd submit that's like a form of self care is being like being choosy about those around you.
0: I would agree with that. that's definitely a form of self care.
1: Yeah. And also literal self care mm-hmm. helps with managing boundaries. I, I, w- I think there's a connection with when you're in tune with yourself. Now mm-hmm. this I'm just this is all conjecture.
0: Oh, so I'm please just, I'm just shooting darts. pontificate if you um, will.
1: This is a pontification. <laughs> uh, I submit uh, that if you take care of yourself, whether it be your health and wellness, fitness, your mental um, therapy, and things like that, or just meditation and things of that nature. Um, you may be more you may feel more rooted and grounded in establishing boundaries with folks in your regular life because you
0: you're oh, yeah. you're starting to,
1: you're more in tune with what is good for yours mm-hmm. for you mm-hmm. and you're you've taking a time to you know pour into yourself mm-hmm. in whatever way is your form of self-care mm-hmm. that whenever someone it comes at odds of what is considered a self-care it is more glaring to you yeah and you will feel more comfortable and and at, at S- establishing boundaries and setting boundaries with the the tactics that we mentioned, like being assertive,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, to saying no to anything you don't want to do,
0: mm-hmm.
1: telling people how you feel mm-hmm. about the re- as a result of their behavior, yep. um, sharing your honest thoughts about your experience mm-hmm. and responding in the moment. yeah, um, yeah, I think those like th- I think those two come in hand in hand it'll like kind of support you and feeling comfortable or at least feeling strong because it's always confrontation can feel comfortable, um, just uncomfortable. Um, sure. uh, but I think with knowing that, you know, at the end of the day, you're just protecting what's best for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you, it'll kind of fuel you to feel just a little bit more comfortable and being assertive and establishing your boundaries.
0: Yeah. It kind of reminds me of what we talked about the other week, we were talking about in relation to, um, partnerships and your non-negotiable non-negotiables. Gosh, I can't talk today. <laughs> non-negotiables as a unit, but I think that same theory can be applied to your personal boundaries as well. And I think, you know, the reason why boundaries are so important is because it protect, it truly protects your peace, right? Yeah. And your peace is probably one of the most valuable things that you have um, when you're navigating through life is the sense of balance and peace within yourself. And so of course, anything that comes against that, you definitely have to actively work to, to put up those boundaries in order to protect your personal peace and again, well-being, uh, because it's important. At the end of the day, all you have is you, Mm. Right. Like walking through life, it's great to have partners and family and friends. But at the end of the day, you are in constant conversation with yourself. And so it's important to take care of of you first. You know what I mean? Yeah, I love mm-hmm.
1: that. So uh, it's so important. You know, ultimately, we can try our best. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes you just got to get professional help, too. Oh, yeah, absolutely.
0: And
1: that's kind of where therapy is helpful mm-hmm. because... You know, as well as equipped we may feel outside of the situation, but when you're confronted with mm-hmm. having to establish a boundary with maybe someone that's difficult, mm-hmm. or someone that's aggressive, or someone that like you know, or some situation where you're you're not you're a little bit more out of your element. Mm-hmm. You know, those are things that you know that are difficult mm-hmm. and that we naturally will come across in life. And mm-hmm. you know, th- a therapy at the end of the day can like professional help can uh, really enforce you mm-hmm. with a space where you can get counseling and yeah. and feedback yeah, on and, on life's and its challenges.
0: Yeah. And also therapy um provides you with the tools um to respond to situations. Um quicker and, and more efficiently, if that makes sense. So, um, your therapist and the reason why this is top of mind for me is because I'm in physical therapy, but what physical therapy has taught me is that I need to stretch my muscles before I get into any sort of activity. I need to prep myself for any sort of, um, impact that I may be experiencing during the day. And so I would say the same thing for, um, therapy of the mind, body, and soul, if you will, Um, it's like being able to strengthen and stretch those muscles that allow you to be firm and confident in your decision making when it comes to setting boundaries. And so I think that's why it's important too. Like you may know what you need to do, but you may not know how to get there, right? Mm, like, right, so right. I know I need to set this boundary, for example, with my family. This is not my example, but an example. Yeah, hypothetically. Uh, hypothetically, right? But if I don't know what steps to take, right? If I don't know what tools to pull out in the moment when I'm confronted with my boundary being pushed up against, mm-hmm. I may not be able to make the best decision, right? So yeah, that's another thing too. It's It's not just about being able to have a space to chat through it. That's important too. But then also, okay, now that we recognize that this is a thing what tools do we have in our toolbox in order to solve the issue
1: yeah yeah that's Good real stuff. that is real mm-hmm. um so i think now it's time for things we love
0: things we love <laughs> you yeah. thought i forgot uh, you no, thought no, i no. forget
1: you forget i'm with you <laughs> and uh i mean naturally the, the thing i love for this week for me is that book mm-hmm. that book um set boundaries, find peace.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: a guide to reclaim yourself by Nedra Glavra Tawab. Yep. Um, I think that's a great one to get in your personal arsenal. Yeah. Um, the author is a mental health professional mm-hmm. as well as a therapist, and they've written they you know basically have been an expert and written um, a lot of information on ways to manage healthy boundaries. And they also have a workbook on this too, nice. which is interesting. I'm, I'm curious to look into that um, for um, managing healthy boundaries. So that's the thing that I love yeah. this week is that book.
0: I love it. I'm excited that. to
1: like get deeper into it. Yeah. Because, you know, it, it's, uh, it, you know, you can always be better at that. Because I think personally, I think you you mentioned earlier your personal boundary, that you that you are our work you work on mm-hmm. i think for me i'd say it's probably like a, a time boundary mm. trying to i think i can manage my time mm. with individuals better mm-hmm. you know i i i've gotten i've come a long way you know i i used to throw myself into whatever the world would throw at me yeah. right whereas now i'm trying to be more conscious about my personal time boundaries mm-hmm. and um time boundaries around work, I've really established like very firm boundary around that. Yes. Um, and I've been pretty consistent on that. Yes, um, you
0: have. And I love it. I yeah, love it. Because
1: there was a day where I used to work so much like mm-hmm. late into the, the night. Yeah,
0: that's no way to like, live. What's what going on here? What's going on? Ain't no way to it's, live.
1: <laughs> it's, it's unnecessary. <laughs> um, so yeah, at, I've gotten, now I'm like moving into just my personal life and all those things. Yeah. Uh, so I'm curious to tap into the book a bit more and just like just Gain more insights on how to manage healthy boundaries.
0: Mm-hmm. That's yeah. good.
1: What's your thing you love for this week?
0: Yeah, the thing I love, initially I was going to give something else. And then this book came to my remembrance. Um, it's Remembrance. A book, remembrance. <laughs> Child, a where I pulled that from? Where, that where I pulled that from, y'all? I don't know. <laughs> I don't be knowing. Um, but this book is called The Four Agreements. Now. Um, this book is just a little bit of a story. So my dad is an individual who, uh, back in the day and even still today, I do believe, um, used to collect, um, like daily devotional books, right. Mm-hmm. And a lot of self-help books. Yeah. So a lot of things that my father would read, I would end up reading just by way of, you know, me being his kid and, and him just handing me stuff. Like one of the ones was like, who moved my cheese, rich dad, poor dad, right. um, um, all those sort of um, uh, uh, T.D. Jake sort of moments, like a lot of spiritual, religious, self helpy things. Yeah um i would get i would inherit from my father and my mother um and so this is one of those books that i inherited from him that i ended up reading in college and the book is with me in this home actually it's in my bookcase um and it's so old that it's like got water stains it's like half ripped up like it's old 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 it's been through some things (laughs) um but it's called the four agreements Um, And it's written by author Don Miguel Ruiz. Um, And the title is The Four Agreements, A Practical Guide to Personal Freedom. And so Mm -hmm. the the focus of it is essentially defining these four agreements that you have with yourself, with your God, and with your society around you. These sort of agreements and way to live, kind of guardrails to, to live by, if you will, that will allow you to live without limits truly live in your freedom okay. um, and in your authenticity. Um, mm-hmm. A very good book, a short read, definitely recommend it. Um, and it's all about advocating for your freedom of self, freedom of thought and existing in the world that naturally has constraints. Um, and knowing, um, helping you identify who you are in all of that. Mm. Um, and the four agreements are, and these are just high level. He goes way more, uh, in depth in the book, but the first one is be impeccable with your word. And what that really means is say what you mean and mean what you say, speak with integrity, speak with intentionality. Um, because your word is bond, right? Right. Um, there are similar sort of notions to that also in, in the Bible as well. But this idea of like, whatever you say will come to pass sort of things, be careful with your words. Mm -hmm. Um, so that is also the sort of, um, thought here. That's the first agreement. The second one is, and this one is one that resonated with me as a people pleaser. Yes, I'm a people pleaser. If You guys didn't listen to our episode when we dove into our personality traits by way of the saboteurs. I think it's two episodes back. You guys can take a listen. Um, But don't take anything personally. Nothing that others do is because of you. What others say and do is a projection of their own reality and their dream, not yours. Ooh. Um, so for someone like me who, um, likes for people to feel good in my presence, who is often overextending so that other people can be happy, um, it's, it's important for me to understand that how people act isn't a reflection of anything that I did. Mm-hmm. Like people can do stuff in my space, (laughs) in connection with me that actually have nothing to do with me. Right. And for someone like me, that was hard to comprehend. Yeah, Um, because you thought
1: you were involved in the causation.
0: Yeah, a lot of that stuff felt personal. But once you realize that people really be in their own world, honey, like people be thinking of themselves first um, and so once you get a grasp around that, moving through life is a little bit easier. The person who flicks you off in the middle of the highway because you were going too slow, eh, yeah. they going through something today. Yeah. Or the the lady who was rude to you at the grocery store, ah, eh, she probably having a tough, you know right. what I mean? They ain't do like yeah, Don't, don't take it
1: personally. Yeah. That kind of reminds me of, you know, I was watching, was it Love is Blind?
0: Love is and,
1: Blind. Uh, Uche, mm-hmm. uh, we're about to get into it, Uche, um, <laughs> like, confronts, oh we're taking a hard left nice nasty i'm I'm gonna (laughs) let you finish no i know baby um nice nasty confronts uh milton Mm -hmm. uh, about lydia Mm -hmm. and he uh and then milton he's like listening to him milton is listening to uche and he Mm -hmm. goes at the end of the day you know you have your perception and she has a perception i have my perception Mm -hmm. and this is like he goes multi-dimensional calculus (laughs) Y'all As a fellow engineer, so I stood up and was like, my oh, boy. Um, <laughs> Good job. <laughs> and he was like, you know, you're on this plane, I'm on that plane, mm-hmm. and she's on that plane. And, you know, y'all had, y'all, sorry in that plane, but we have ours in our yeah. two planes. He essentially and said,
0: that ain't got nothing to do with me. got nothing to be a <laughs> Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, yeah, perception is, you know, everyone's own personal thing, and mm-hmm. you can't. sometimes you just can't. Can't take put too much weight on it.
0: No, you can't put too much weight on it. So that one is one that I remember and still carry with me to this day. Um, the third one is don't make assumptions. This is the call to find the courage to ask questions and clarification when you genuinely don't understand something. And that one's big as well because I think I sometimes um, we can get into places where we either don't want to confront the reality of something or we don't want to... Um, to impede on anyone's personal space or time to ask for clarification, yeah. but truly, in order for you to get the clarity answers, you need to act accordingly. And in truth, you have to have clarity. Um, mm. So you cannot be afraid to dig for those questions, even if it's difficult.
1: Yeah, assumptions kind of sometimes sell yourself short, mm-hmm. like just drawing conclusions on your own and making those things. I you know, I've always said this. I love letting people be be the bad guy. Yeah. Like I, instead of like taking the answer like assuming oh you know that person's not going to want to do that for me
0: mm-hmm.
1: or that person's going to say no
0: mm-hmm.
1: i'll just flat out ask them and let them say no yeah
0: let them say no let
1: them say no mm-hmm. and then they'll they'll it'll be on them yeah that i asked you for something mm-hmm. and you said no yeah and it's not me just not asking and missing out like closing a door on myself mm-hmm. this is a very nuanced example but mm-hmm. i'm just speaking to the idea of making assumptions and how that can just reduce your experience in the world Mm -hmm. just let the world show you its hand yeah by just having the world do that
0: Mm -hmm. you know one of my favorite mantras in life is like i can i can i can make decisions based on the truth but i cannot make good decisions based on the lie Mm -hmm. and that essentially is is saying that you know in order to make the best decisions for you, you have to know what cards are in your yeah. hand. Like you have to know what you are being dealt. And so digging for that truth can be difficult, but it's always worth it in the end because you're able to make the best decisions for you with the reality of what's going on. Yeah. Um. So that was that one. And then the last one is always do your best. And this one is important and it seems simple, but what it is saying is that your best is not going to look the same from day to day. It's not going to look the same um, as it did five years ago. Um, especially as we get older, as life's responsibilities shift and change. Yeah. My best, I'm going to use my knee example, my best when my knee was giving Megan knees, honey, was, was dead lifting, zumba ink, pop-locking, dropping, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Drop down to get my eagle on. I can't do that no <laughs> more. The eagle. Yeah, I was, <laughs> hello. In the apple
1: bottom jeans. In the, and
0: my apple bottom jeans boots with a fur. I can't do that right now. That was my best then. My best now is is walking a distance, mm. getting up the stairs, stretching, feeling confident. Like my best looks different every day. Yeah. Um. But as long as I'm doing my best, I'm putting that positive energy out there into the world. And that's all that I can really ask for. I can mm. own that. I, I can own that. doing my best, you know? I love that. Um. So it's a very good book. I just gave you quick highlights of those four agreements, but please dig into these more. Um, what was that book called? um the four agreements
1: oh look at us
0: fantastic give y'all
1: some literature
0: literature to get into to, literature.
1: to help y'all in life literature
0: yeah yeah i think we are big proponents of um you know being the best version of ourselves
1: yeah and, and like, finding
0: the tools like we said earlier to get there
1: yeah and like living a as much stress reduced life as possible listen we, we the... only get
0: one round at this i don't know if you know that for real but we only get one round at this whole living life thing yeah. so you know finding peace finding a sense of self finding direction finding purpose um is important i think you know and all of that evolves over time but finding it the yeah. journey
1: yeah, and I, that's, I think that's part of the Lovers in Things universe. For sure. There's a, a special corner, a special planet on this mm-hmm. universe where it's all about self care, mm-hmm. mental health,
0: yeah. and
1: um, all the value that comes with that. Absolutely. So, yeah, get into that planet. Get into it. Yeah. So, any uh, updates you want to share? Any news?
0: Any news?
1: No, I, I have some news, but do you have any? Oh
0: well, no, I, I'm like you posing the question to me. I got no news.
1: Okay, <laughs> um, well, you know we're working on a studio. Oh
0: and, uh, yeah, and we're
1: we are we are like a caterpillar on a log, making our way to the end. We're <laughs> we're getting there. We got like some. We're incrementally making updates. Yeah, and I'm so excited for what's to come in the near future. Very much so. We're trying to do, like, the video.
0: Yeah. So, guys, we are for our one-year anniversary because it's been one year since the podcast. Coming up. We want to celebrate, and we want to do so by bringing you guys our lovely faces. Yeah. To accompany our lovely voices. <laughs> yeah, it's
1: it's something we're trying to figure out. Yeah. We're going to get it. We have, a, I guess we, now we have a, a deadline.
0: Yeah, we have a deadline. <laughs> Look, so you a get he doesn't have a way to stuff out there. There. Honestly,
1: you can't get anything done without a deadline. I
0: yeah, we're going to try to get it done. It's definitely in the works. Greg has been fantastic about um, getting our little studio set up and all that kind of stuff. So we're excited and we think that'll just help the community feel even more connected. We'll be speaking face to face. Look at that.
1: Yeah, it. y'all gonna see our mugs. Wow, that's go crazy. ahead and sign up for that teeth whitening right wow,
0: now. Wow, immediately. <laughs> immediately. <laughs>
1: Great. So Good you have stuff. any uh call to action you need the people to do anything? Any
0: call to action. Well, you know what? We have been trying to be more active on our Instagram. If you don't follow us on Instagram, you definitely should at the Lovers and Things podcast. Um, and then also I would say, you know, one of the, the things that we're also passionate about is our own personal journeys. So follow the Lovers and Things podcast, but do also please follow Greg on his personal Instagram at Greg Style Guide and me at The Lexicana. Um, Because a lot of little anecdotes that we give here and there about us are explored a little more in our personal profiles. So if yeah. you care to follow us there, please do.
1: Yeah, because you had this post with your, your look that oh, is like yeah. a perfect uh, uh, connection when you're talking about your new style journey of the, yes. what's it called? Corporate rock? <laughs> yes. or
0: I'm, know, I'm trying to combine uh, corporate chic with a little bit of punk rock goodness, honey. Yeah, you was killing um, it. I
1: love that look.
0: Thank you. That's my aesthetic. But yes, um, I shared uh, that there, as well as my experience at CultureCon this weekend. I should have had that at the top of the episode. Mm. Um, but I did go to CultureCon, which is a, um, a gathering of black and brown creatives um, that happens every year in the New York City area. This is my first year attending. And all I can say, y'all, is that The girls and gals, the the she, hims, days came out and had a really good time, a lot of networking, a lot of just hearing some really beautiful stories of other people who are, are trying to find their purpose in the creative marketing, fashion style, whatever world. Um and it was great. I, I loved every moment of it. I didn't go the first day, it's a two day thing. I went at the back end of the second day and yeah. I kicked myself for oh, it really, yeah. when I got there because it was such a dope experience. But um you gotta
1: do both days next time. But yeah,
0: next time we'll we'll do there love that fantastic it
1: looked like it was a great time it
0: was it definitely was
1: yeah but yeah we'll put the the things we love notes Mm -hmm. the links to the things we love in the show notes so you guys can check out those two books
0: yeah um
1: but that's all we got for today that's all
0: we got ain't got no more
1: this was yet another episode (laughs) of lovers and things podcast keep loving the things
0: and loving your people it's so so important
1: love y'all Bye.
0: bye